record button and there we go i say it it happens kind of weird that way when you think about it today wow we've got lots to chat about it is tuesday it is triumph tuesday and it is also our one year anniversary now how cool is that one year that you know we decided to just give this a go and you know two sisters was formed We've chatted about it and chatted about it, you know, over the years. And we're going to kind of be, and it's kind of paramount in some ways that it falls on Triumph Tuesday because there were a lot of pivotal moments to getting this started, a lot of failures, a lot of triumphs. And it's our time to shine and, you know, pat ourselves on the back for where we are to this point where we want to go, where we envision this to go. But good morning, everyone. This is Carol Sue, AKA Naughty Boss, Lady Canna, live one year anniversary, Vero Beach. The skies are beautifully, uh, just a nice blue color. And this is with two sisters. Hey, good morning, everyone. My name is Janice, AKA Wellness Diva 5.0, Triumph Tuesday, one year later <laughs> and reflection, look at all that we have accomplished. And yet when a lot of times when you set out to do a big endeavor like this, you never know where it's going to go. You never know where it's going to take you. And I think that's one of the beauties of two sisters, which actually started out as many people know, two sisters and a book, <laughs> which we're still working on. Yes, we are. But it's you know, and, and that's one of the, the 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 pivots, the divots, the the fail of getting it out. Well, I wouldn't call it a fail, but the derailment of not getting out when we initially wanted it to. And then uh, I really struggled over the last month because obviously very busy, but because so much has pivoted and or changed from the message. So I am just about done with kind of re. I don't say rewriting it, but refreshing it to you know because even through that period of time the mindset the vision has changed so i'm including part of you know what occurred but to keep it up to date because many things have already changed from that point and we really want to we really want to have a published book that is impactful uh current for where we are and also you know celebrating where we came from but sometimes the journey take so many pivots that you read it you're like oh you know what was i thinking or no I, that this is what i really want wanted so we we are excited that we're like for, for myself she's done it's so i'm the one that's holding it up because i really want to make sure uh this is a bigger endeavor for me <clears throat> than ever i mean obviously i am a co-author published author at this point but at the same time this is a, a little bit different scenario and we want to really make sure that when we produce when it's published that it really represents all that we want it to and that was one of the things that we had to pivot and divot as well as you know we started off and many people might not remember but we actually started off remember jan we were doing this seven days a week you know monday through friday and i think today is what our 219th episode am i right on that uh 218 218 so it's a day off 218 and a lot of people that you know especially a lot of our guests that we have um are shocked that we accomplished that in a year's time now as as we talked about we started off with seven days a week 
And then we decided, you know, we wanted to make sure that we're adding value to not only who we want to impact, but because we're part of the journey, this is, you know, how we've kind of evolved. We also wanted to make sure that we were respecting each other's time because this does take time. There's a lot of, there's the technical piece to it. There is, you know, we started to introduce guests there, you know, so much was going on within our world that we've kind of introduced periodically and, and probably on a daily basis. We always shout about what is going on in our communities, our states, our, our country, because everything that has to do with health and wellness is everything that we encompass. So it is your home life. It is your family life. It is, you know, what's going on in your community. Uh, what's going on in our country, your state, all, your church, all those things impact your health and wellness. So we really wanted to showcase by by doing that, but also remaining authentically yes. Don't you think, Jen? Yes, because the, the message has never really changed, but it's the foundation that has shifted. Now think about that for a moment. We all, we always talk about uh, foundations. And I know with, with health coaching, you need to obviously build a healthy foundation. You can't go from um, zero to 60 and expect to lose 10 pounds in two days. It doesn't work like that. However, if you start building upon that foundation, sometimes the foundation gets cracks. For instance, when we started to introduce guests, when we were kind of chatting about it, I remember saying, well, I don't want to have people that are in the same field as us, but, we're, but when we talked it out, it made so much sense to have guests on that are in the same field of us from a different perspective. And, you know, we went as far as one of our guests, Anya, and I'm so glad I'm pronouncing her name correctly from Happy Bond, who, um, is a scientist, but has developed wellness products for pets. And most of them, I believe she said, um, also humans could consume them. Yeah, that's she, how she, good. Yeah, she did say that. And I think she also, which I thought was awesome, was her husband is the tester. <laughs> yes. And then her dog, um, Fernando is the, uh, you know, on the pet side is the, and he obviously loves doing that, but that just goes to show you where this journey has taken us. And we're excited to see what happens with her company as well, because she's also um, was introducing a new line specifically for humans, some different uh, wellness products. So exactly. And then the look, look at the list of guests we've had. I mean, we've had tons of uh, mindset coaches, you know, people that have, you know, succumb, you know, tragedies in their own life and are really now the forefront of helping others, you know, get through some tragedies. We've had uh, co-authors, cheer coaches, we've had doctors, we've had mindset coaches, health coaches. We've also had a, you know, a movie producer, you know, we, we've had a gamut of different people because the beauty of being human is we are all different. We all have something important to say. And what do you think, Jan, about all the different, you know, how they've really encompassed our journey? Well, interesting that you pose that question because by the way, it's a little sidetrack for a moment. 
the May lineup is going to blow everybody away. And one of the conversations that I had yesterday was with Dr. Mondragon, who will be on, be a guest on May 18th. And what he said to me, and I thought this that this was amazing. Well, not only do we kind of stalk our potential guests, you know, through the questionnaires and this and that, they stalk us as well. And one of the things that he said to me, which I thought was very poignant, was I love the message that you bring. And because the first question that he asked me was, you know, what's your demographic? I said, well, originally we started out just women, you know, from 45 on. I said, but it developed <laughs> more toward both genders. And we have our, an array of listeners. I mean, you know, now we have listeners in Ireland, I think it's three to 4% now of our listeners come from Ireland. But what he said was, he said, I think that that is amazing to showcase what you are passionate about, but in a way to relate it to real life situations. And think about that when you when you, when you really think about that, that's part of being authentically us. And we encourage others, our viewers and our listeners to always be authentically them. I think too, and I think this was part of the journey of not only what we were going through and are going through as part of that journey, but for, for others as well is, you're almost, you know, the, the last 12 months has really made people more aware of who they are, where they want to go, who they want to serve. And that's really the legacy of who we are as human beings, serving others in all different capacities, whether you're, you know, professional in the medical field, the uh, legal field, the, um, you know, serving others from, from, the uh, police, fire, EMTs, you know, you know, and then, you know, teachers, you know, now parents are had to kind of reinvent who they were not only as parents, because parents are always teachers, always has been, but now they had to pivot that to encompass school. And that was difficult for many people. So what we try to instill in others is to actually look at your vision and we're always reinventing ourselves with the times, but even more so. And I think truly that is one of the blessings that came out of the quarantine and out of this last 12 months plus is that many of us had to reinvent ourselves or we had to really, we had to be accountable and take note of where our lives were going did we like the direction? Was this a time that really presented another opportunity for us to really impact and serve others? Don't you think? Yes. You know, in the basis behind impacting others will always obviously be in the forefront of what we do and how we go forward. You know, and, and with adding guests to the mix, I just want to go back to that for a moment. Adding guests to the mix really brought us to kind of um, I don't want to say a new level, but we've also been introduced to, to their audiences. And you have to look at that as really such a blessing that we're able to <laughs> go out and, you know, meet, you know, obviously we'd love to, we would rather meet people in person, right? We all know that. 
but that we're able to do this through this forum and that, you know, we don't have any fancy equipment. Obviously you have um, a um, thing there. Thing there? Yeah, that thing there. That's yeah. called the microphone. Yeah, it's just, I had a brain fart. And then the, you know, the little bit of lighting, you know, it's really showcases. And I think that's part of our message besides bringing on this, you know, really this wide range of different coaches to add value to what we're chatting about. But we're also making it possible, I hope, and I believe we are, to showcase that others can do the same. That if you if 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 that's your direction, if that's your passion, that you've you have a story, a journey, or something that you want to impact others that you think are going to serve others and help, we are hopefully showing you through our journey that it is possible. That you know, while you know the virus in a whole was not a blessing, there were many blessings that came out of it to really show us as human beings what we're made of. Right and. You know, another conversation with we had on with another guest yesterday that you were on, and she said, um, "I'm just going to give a little bit away." The gift of being present. Yes, and that's true. And we and we talk about that. And you know, I, I I shared a beautiful book. I don't have it in front of me, which which was uh, you know the the presence. And a lot of people, when they hear hear that word, they automatically think of that nice box that's wrapped really nice, but they're missing the key piece of always being present in the moment because that's the real gift being present in the moment helping others serving others impacting others and we've had such a wide range in our first year of guest speakers that really have added so much value and we hope that in turn there are audience and listeners you know are seeking them out i mean i'm trying to think of that gentleman we had i can't think of his name off the top of my head uh, oh gosh, he, he was on a mission and he, he, he ended up doing a self-serving, you know, yoga mindset thing. I can't think of what his name is. Oh, geez, I'm drawing a blank right Jack now. Spears. Yes, yes. Listen to his amazing journey. And that is why when we really encountered a lot of our guest speakers, we automatically knew that, my gosh, not only are we going to keep introducing new speakers, but that it really was impactful to bring them back on for follow-ups. And one of the ones that I'm really excited about uh, is Alex Diaz, uh, who is the had the vision of the movie Joseph. And his level and his platform has skyrocketed because, you know, this was a dream and a vision he had in a dream that is now produced into a movie. They're working on different ways to get the full thing produced uh, with, you know, financing and fundraising and to watch his journey, you know, which started years ago, you know, come to fruitation. So sometimes your vision and where you're really looking to impact and serve takes time. Yes, of course, there's, you know, the carrots that just come right away and you're blessed right away. But a lot of times the vision doesn't always is not it's not super clear you have you have a clear vision of where you want to go but the journey to get there don't you think I mean we we talk about that a lot that we have so much more that we want to impact others with well it's almost like the yellow brick road when I when I think of the path that you take to go somewhere 
like we are here and we want to be over there. Well, how there's no GPS for that. Okay. So you have to kind of make up your own GPS as you go along that yellow brick road. Like, what do you want to get out of that? How, who do you want to impact? What is that going to do not only for you, but your for potential um, <coughs> clients, your potential listeners, whatever it may be. And that's the point of a vision. If you have in mind, gosh, you know, years ago, I go back to when I first started writing, I've always wanted to write. I've always wanted to publish a book. I haven't published my own yet, but I've always wanted to write and the opportunity presented itself and I went for it. And let me tell you, I was, oh my God, what did I just do? Oh my God, that means I have to write a chapter. How am I going to do that? You know, you start doubting your ability, but that's part of the process of learning as well, <laughs> because you can accomplish, you really can't accomplish anything if you take those fears and say, okay, what am I going to write about? In fact, I have um, a chapter that's due by this Friday and it's all up here. So today I have to get it on paper. And yes, I am one of those people that wait. It's not that I wait until the last minute, but that's my creative processing sparkness, if you will. Had I not done that first book, I don't know that I would have. And here I am 14 books later, getting ready to submit my 15th co-authored project. And by the way, as a side part of writing my own book, I've decided that by my 60th birthday, that means before my 60th birthday, I'm going to be 59 in a couple of weeks. My, my book will be done and published. That's a goal I have for myself. It's like- and That's you know, what we hope that we're instilling with others is you know, go for those goals, go for those visions. You know, We wanna showcase what we're doing, but really our message is not really about what we are doing. It's more about how we can impact you to do what you need to do and show you that, you know, yeah, there's a lot of pivots. There's a lot of divots. There's a lot of failure to it. There's a lot of accomplishments that go with it. But at the same time that we're showing you because our journeys are bumpy because that's real life. Real life is bumpy, but that inspires you to get your creative juices flowing, whatever that may be, whether it's in the health and fitness industry, whether it's writing, whether it's whatever you want it to be, you know, a mom and pop store, you know, you know, be an entrepreneur, you know, a combination of different things. And I think that's what, you know, our real mission is to help others see that vision and not let your dreams and your goals go to the graveyard because they serve no one if they're in the graveyard. You don't want them with a bunch of old bones, right? You want them to impact others. And that's really the legacy of being a human being, I believe is really showcasing and helping others and serving them. So what we do is with, with serving you. Now with that, we're gonna, I'm gonna pivot a little bit because uh, you know, of course we've got to get to some, some what's going on in current events and try Tuesday. And you know, really what that means about celebrating your triumphs I was listening to a reporter, just a little bit of a clip, and I was actually kind of surprised. I mean, we, we, we talk about 
quite a bit about you know media and what they do, what they've accomplished. And we kind of correlate that with what we've been able to accomplish. You know, we, we, we always joked around when the pivot really came for those reporters to actually do, you know, do the news from home. You know, they didn't have the makeup person. They didn't have the lighting, the camera. Well, you might have had a, maybe one cameraman or you were just going through Zoom. And the trials and tribulations that they went through where we had already been through those and you know i really i made note to say we were what a great job we were doing in comparison to the professionals we adapted very well like if, if there was a flub up you know we didn't get starstruck you know like look into the light like you're looking into that light and you just can't respond and a lot of them did that but ironically i listened to and i don't remember the reporter could not even tell you what news station because i i don't really watch news stations it was a clip in social media and this particular reporter was chatting about obviously over the last year and how he truly missed traveling that he has not been on a flight in over a year and i had to pause because i'm about to embark on my 23rd flight in the last year and i look at that and i you know it really made me it really impressed upon me the fear that people are trying to triumph over and get over and like they're stuck it, it to me it's like they're almost in quicksand and they can't you know they're trying to climb out of it and they just keep sinking and sinking and i thought it really sparked that vision of you know living life to the fullest and not living in fear and even after you know what we've gone through over the last year a lot of people have asked that question how do you how, how do you travel you know you're, you now you're going on your 23rd flight how do you do that well common sense is one you know i there i think i actually took three flights in the heat of three or four flights four flights in the heat of the first eight weeks nine weeks of this pandemic in the very early stages. And I've gone from being one of maybe three people on a plane, totally empty airport, totally empty gates, no employees. And we're talking about Orlando International Airport. Can you imagine and vision? And I did take pictures on my old phone, so I'm hoping I'm still trying to find them because I switch, I had to switch my phone. And I thought to myself, they're, they're somewhere in the cloud. And we all know that when your pictures go to the cloud, where is the cloud? But anyhow, going from that moment to, you know, the very first time that is really right before we closed down as a country, we, John and I were in Mexico on a company trip. And I remember that first moment of seeing someone wear a mask on the airplane. And I actually even took a picture of the person. I thought, Lordy, you know, this is like cray cray to maybe about six to eight weeks later when really the country was shut down and no flights were going out or very few. And I had to uh, go to uh, Virginia and literally there was, I think I was one of three people on the plane. Uh, International Orlando Interna International Airport was dead. Like there was like no no employees i mean going from gate to gate to gate and i'm just looking around i go this is like this is just unimaginable 
And as I have traveled more and more throughout the entire year, really watching it from that perspective, which is part of something that I'm trying to incorporate and want to incorporate incorporate in our book, because that going through that process of going from flying full full force to being like one of only three. I mean, there was probably two or three flights where literally, I think the the most people or less people that were on it was me and two other people, and the plane took off. And mind you, the ticket was like eighteen bucks. It was ridiculous if you can imagine that, to actually growing with the journey of the country opening up because I didn't stop flying. And a lot of people ask that question, how, you know, weren't you afraid? And I never was because again, it was common sense. The, 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 first off, the airlines did an amazing job. They were, it's like brand new planes, but to see that whole journey and that process and correlate the journey of that and listening to this newscaster saying, you know, it's been over a year, I I can't even imagine getting on a plane. And I thought, what fear he must live in? Don't you think like, I don't know. And and that's why for, how do I say this in a gentle way? People live in fear and sometimes it's for the wrong reasons and and I'm not disrespecting anybody. So I want to make that very clear because I have lived in fear over certain things that have happened in my life. And and I know (laughs) firsthand that feeling of dread, like, oh my God, I can't do this. What if, what if, until I learned to feel the fear, process it, but not spend too much time on it and then go forward. And maybe I approach it in a different manner that I haven't before, which is unfamiliar because let's face it, everybody likes to be normal, right? We do things out of habit because they're normal and comfortable. Even when even when we know it's maybe not the right thing to do or that we're really kind of in that, that fear type of mode. And I'm speaking purely from, from experience. But when you think of that, that time when you probably have felt a fear, but you conquered it. I mean, how good did that make you feel? I know that it made me feel pretty damn good. So back to what you were saying about that reporter, that's a fear. I mean, they shared that obviously with their, (laughs) excuse me, with their audience online. And that I want to tell that person and not that they'll ever hear this podcast, but for those of you experiencing that, right then and there, that person acknowledged the fear and hopefully they will move forward. And at some point, maybe travel to Florida or wherever they want to go to visit a family member, maybe attend uh, a family member's wedding, whatever that may be. And think of how they'll, they will feel once, once they've really conquered it. Like that process has begun. So anybody out there <laughs> that is experiencing a fear to acknowledge it. That's the start of it. Trust me. That's awesome. 
That's exactly the start of it and then and going forward. But like I said, what I will say as far as the traveling, the actual traveling piece to it, the airlines do an amazing job. Yeah, yes, of course, you have to, you know, wear your wear a mask on that's mandated at this point. I'm hoping that changes at some point. But right now, that's still what it is. You can remove your mask to to eat and drink. Uh, all airlines comply with that. And, you know, depending on how long your flight is, you know, because I'm not a I'm I've been very verbal about not being a mask wearer, but obviously I wear them where you have to, because if I don't. I'm not going to get anywhere, right? So if you're wondering and you're like itching, the airlines are open up for business. And, you know, we're not promised time. And I think, sadly, when you live in fear like that and you don't address it, because you have to, you have to be accountable for it. You've got to like head on face it, but triumph over it and pat yourself, even if it's, a, if it's, a smaller journey to get you over that initial fear. Now, if the fear is, you, you don't have the fear for flying, but you're concerned, you know, how cleanly, you know, how clean the planes are and, and the whole operation, they're very extremely clean. Like even uh, in HC, remember, they used to have the pamphlets that opened up and told you emergency situations or beverages and yada, yada, yada no magazines there's nothing in the front pockets number one um you can actually smell the cleanliness they they do clean it a lot of people are smart they, they they use common sense they'll take cleansers with them and the wipes and they wipe things down and whatnot but they do a great job so there's nothing in the pockets it's pretty orderly as far as people really cooperating with what you're supposed to do and what you you know what you knowing what you can do people will take food with them on there because there's limited service and they and whatever they do serve the different airlines i've been on it's usually in a ziploc bag maybe a little bottle of water cookies or you know self-closed you know little snack size ziploc bag and they, they hand it to you so you're not getting the full service that you normally would get but you're still getting something they do an awesome job so kudos to uh, the airlines that are keeping uh, the planes safe and clean. And I don't think anyone, I've never been on a flight, like I said, I'm about to do my 23rd, where there's been any disruption. Everyone cooperates. Go ahead. Um, so my little five minutes of uh, scrolling this morning when I got back from kickboxing, I, I like to look at the little video clips. And there was a video clip of people on an airplane in this one, and I'm just going to come out and say it, dumb ass. Oh, God. Okay? It was a woman who refused. She sat down, but she refused to put her mask on. So the flight attendant was really great about it and said, you know, when you checked in, you agreed you, you have to wear the mask. Now, we all know how I feel about masks. We all know how you feel about wearing masks. Well, if I want to travel, I have to abide by that rule, period, and the discussion. And when you do check in, you, that's part of the process. You have to agree to wear a mask. Right. So she was fighting tooth and nail. Long story short, her dumb ass was kicked, it off, kicked off that flight, and they had to call security to haul her out. So... Right. And, I, and there's only been, you know, a few instances where I've seen that there was confusion. I know probably a few weeks ago, there was a young family 
with a, uh, I want to say maybe three-year-old. I believe the child was about three years old and, and they kept pulling the mask down so the child could, you know, have that snack and have a sip and they had not taken off yet. And the flight attendant really came on quite strong with, you know, again, you know, when you're serving others, there's something to say about the delivery, the tone, Absolutely. the words. And I have to say that that flight attendant must have been having a not so good day. I agree. Clearly here that she was not, customer service wasn't quite there. Now, my, keep in mind that, again, we don't know what she was instructed to say and or do. So I, I, I want to give her the benefit of the doubt that way. But what happened was they ended up removing all passengers and then after a short period of time, I don't believe it was that long, everyone, including this family, was allowed back on. The CEO of the airline was called and that flight attendant was not, was the one that was not allowed back on because this, in fact, this family was not doing anything wrong. Both parents had their mask on and the child kept, you know, you know, had their mask on and off kind of a thing. So, you know, it goes both ways, you know, as a customer, you want to make sure that you're following the rules and listening. And I think the father did an excellent job saying, what do you know, asking that question, what are we doing wrong? You know, please explain it to me. You're, you're, and let's face it, in, in today's society, people have got cell phones everywhere and they're videotaping every action, every movement, especially in a public forum like that. So you, you have to wear them and, and to, until they remove that mandate, you have to. And it's, you know, for that short amount of time or depending on what kind of a flight you're going on, you know, you just have to do it. And like you said, you agree to that when you buy that ticket and you agree to that when you check in. So, you know, just... You got to do what you got to do to get where you got to go and you got to deal with it. You know, I'm not a mask wearer, but I know that if I don't, I'm not getting on that plane. So why fight the system? You got to, you know, there's other things you got to kind of pick and choose your battles. And you also got to pick and choose when to triumph and pat yourself on the back for getting through whatever it is that you have to get through, but also celebrating those small wins. So if, if you're, you know, big thing was to actually get on that plane and that was a fear of yours and you did it, pat yourself on the back. That's a good thing. You know, if you've had trouble with getting back on track with your health and wellness, whether it's how you're eating, your fitness level, you know, take those little triumphs and celebrate them because those are the pivotal moments and the stepping, stepping stones to really get you to that vision and or that goal. True. Those goals are so important and make sure that they're smart goals. Now there's, there's different forms of goals per se and how to achieve them, but you always want them goal oriented specific. For instance, you know, we talk about losing weight. Don't set yourself up for failure before you've begun like, don't say, oh, I'm going to go on a diet and I'm going to lose 10 pounds in a month, which, which is definitely doable. But maybe you want to start out, like scale it back a little bit, keep the 10 pounds in the back of your mind. But if you know your specific habits and what you do, when you do them and why you do them, you kind of have to incorporate that into that goal that you want to achieve. 
So yes, it's overwhelming. I personally have been there. You've been there. And just make it realistic, make it simplistic. And then you, it's the foundation and then you build upon that. Absolutely. And forgive yourself when you screw up. I mean, we all do. You have different variables that come into your life, whether it's company, whether it's you're going on vacation, whether, you know, you just get into that slump. We all do that. I mean, we have to be realistic in our health and wellness. You know, there's things that we can do. Definitely. We talk about that on Monday Mindset on ways that you can really reshape and rethink and, you know, whatever's presented to you. But you also, forgiveness has to be a part of that because there are, you know, how many of you can relate to, like you just have a stressful day. There are people that are stress eaters and there are people that are stress non-eaters. To some people, stress will bring on, like they, they can't eat, they're not hungry. And then for others, it's like, okay, what is that go-to chocolate chip cookie? Where is it? I need to not have one, I need to eat half the sleeve uh, because that's going to suffice my stress right now. It happens, confront it head on, but when you are accountable and you have that conversation with yourself in the mirror, pat yourself on the back that you took the initiative, because even taking the initiative is a huge step for a lot of people. Having that accountability conversation with yourself is a triumph, because it's hard. Nobody wants to be accountable. Nobody wants to look inward, but you have to look inward to go outward to you know, have movement, to, to have progress, to go forward. That's true. And you will be so proud of yourself to triumph over those little things to, and maybe that takes you in a different direction. And that's the beauty of those triumphs is they're, they're meant to be there to celebrate, to embrace them, that you've moved past something and you're on your yellow brick road to your destination and you've created that GPS. I love that. Be your own GPS. I'm loving that. Well, with that on this Triumph Tuesday, uh, you know, Triumph to, to our first year. I'm super excited to see where our second year goes. We have uh, completed, uh, with this one, this is our 218th episode. You know, yeah. that's that in itself is a great accomplishment. What are you going to accomplish today? What What are you going to triumph over? What goal are you going to write down on? Actually, funny that we say that. I have a, a, a notepad right here. And the first line is goal getter. Today is the day two with a list. And then brainstorming ideas and top three goals. And I always fill this out as a reminder to stay on track. But also because sometimes the goals or the vision has a pivot. And I got to change it up a little bit. I know you do, right? So with that, we celebrate what we've accomplished together individually over the last year. And we've got more, more to impact, more to, to add to your day and to your vision and to your goal getting. With that, this is Carol Sue, a.k.a. Nani Boss, Lady Canna, excited one-year anniversary with two... Sisters, hey everyone, my name is Janice, aka Wellness Diva 5.0. No, I am not downgrading, never. And we hope you have a fantastic Tuesday. Carol Sue will be traveling tomorrow and I'll be on a little bit later with our guests at 11 a.m. Eastern time here on our page. And then we're back to kind of normal back on Thursday. Thank you so much, everybody. One year, can you believe it? We're so excited.
Have a great day. Bye-bye, everyone.